0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're really excited today. We have a new actress uh, for Hallmark Channel today that we're talking with, and we have Nazneen, contractor here. And Nazneen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Yeah, this is so great to get to, get to meet you. And uh, what we've been doing these last uh, few months uh, is been asking our guests how they've been handling this crazy time of quarantine what has your experience been like have you been doing any quarantine baking or anything like that
1: <laughs> um i have definitely been doing a lot of quarantine eating <laughs> and um, and um a lot of quarantine cooking yeah and um a lot of um you know we live in los angeles so a lot of quarantine swimming in our pool and um, um you know, just uh, just a lot of hanging at home. We have two yeah. little kids, so you know, luckily we have a pool and a trampoline. So we sort of like just make it our our home slash school slash playground slash restaurant. Like it's it's just sort of we're, we're very lucky we have a nice place to hang out. Yeah, that is. I am
0: jealous, especially about the pool because I love to swim. Uh, so oh, I miss the that. I've that. I have been able to swim for quite a while so that's that's really cool that sounds really nice actually
1: (laughs) it is it's been nice it's been like a little bit of groundhog day like you know go for actually like um do our homeschooling with our son and then at three o'clock it's like pool time and cocktail hour yeah three o'clock in the afternoon people (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like five o'clock, five o'clock dinner and everyone's in bed by 7.30. Like, it's like literally like, you know, these days don't need to be any longer than that. Yeah. Wow.
0: yeah, we have all the excitement that we need these days. We don't need any more in our personal lives. Totally. Why don't you introduce yourself a little to us and tell us how you got into acting.
1: Um, sure, so um, I was born in India And I lived, I grew up in Africa and London. And then I came to Canada when I was almost seven to Toronto. Um, And I always loved performing. Like since I was a little kid, I was the kid that put on shows with our toys and, you know, wanted to perform for neighbors and, and, um, and my parents, anyone who would listen to me, anyone who would give me a platform, I'd I'd get up on stage and did the school plays and did all of that stuff. And, um, and then I, don't know how I ended up but I ended up taking a ballet class when I was about 10 and I was really good at it and my teachers really encouraged me to pursue it so I I danced for about seven years like 10 times a week like a lot I was going to performing arts high school a la fame and I was dancing at a studio and I was competing and I was teaching but it never really felt like um, I loved being on stage and I loved performing but I never felt entirely fulfilled by that Um, and so when I was about um, 16 I told my parents I didn't want to dance anymore and I wanted to be an actor and um, I switched majors at my high school from dance to drama and I got an agent and it just sort of snowballed from there. I, I started doing some television then I spent some time doing um, some Shakespearean rep theater at this company called Stratford in Canada. And then I moved to Los Angeles and, you know, I've managed to make a go of it, consider yeah. myself, yeah, really fortunate and, and very, very lucky that I get to do something that I love.
0: That's great. Uh, do you remember your first role that you ever got?
1: Yeah. So one of the first roles, the first role on television I got was in a sci-fi show called Star Hunter. I played this alien from out of space that like everyone thinks is evil, but it's actually like a young girl who's just lost her home and wants to find a home um, and it causes destruction inadvertently. And we filmed it in New Brunswick, which is a maritime province. So it was a big deal because it was my first job and I had to go away from home. and um, And I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> And I was so lucky that everyone was so patient and understanding because I knew nothing about acting on camera or hitting your mark or finding your light or, you know, I knew very, very little. Um, So I had a lot of people who were very supportive and it was just, I just instantly fell in love with it. I came back being like, yep, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. God willing.
0: Yeah. That's great. So you're able to kind of learn as you went along uh, it, as your training kind of your training ground
1: exactly yeah I think always the best classroom is is the the stage and uh-huh. on set and um and then you know I married another actor I, I think the second job I ever had was with Carlo Rota my husband uh-huh. of course I was very young I met him then and then I met him again six years later and we got together but you know um being with another actor you you get you know, I have an advantage. We talk about our scenes. We help each other with our auditions. We talk about our time on set. So, you know, our, our work is very much ingrained in our life and our relationship. Yeah. Well, maybe
0: next time, maybe you get to do someday do a Hallmark movie together that would be fun oh my god
1: that would be so much fun i would we just did another movie together oh really Um, he's actually still working on yeah an action film we have worked together in the past Uh uh, and we always really like it we're very comfortable with each Mm -hmm. other on set and uh, very respectful of each other's process
0: yeah well i've heard that they are doing that more and more uh, with these romantic movies because it just with covid and everything it just takes away one more risk in if you have a couple that's absolutely starring. so who knows that would be fun
1: that that would definitely be a fun thing to do and then the whole family would have to come
0: yeah yeah there we go well you were on 24 which is a show I loved and uh, what was that experience like
1: so 24 was my first job in LA I moved to L.A. in 2008, and I booked that job. I moved to L.A. at the end of 2008, like the end of November. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I booked that job in April. And that was my year in L.A., and that was my first year. And it was amazing because I, too, was a huge fan of the show. Like, my uh-huh. mom and dad loved that show. My husband was on that show as well. He played Morris O'Brien. He wasn't oh. in my season. Yeah, he's Morris. He's Chloe's ex. So he wasn't in that, he wasn't in season eight, unfortunately. But I was very lucky because I got onto that season and everyone knew Carlo. And so, you know, they just, they're already such a tight knit family and was such a well oiled machine by the time season eight came around. But they, I feel like, you know, I, the doors were all open for me because um, they, they knew, they all knew me. And on top of that, one of my first, my second, or maybe my second gig was with, Mylan Chaloff, who's a Canadian director. There are a lot of Canadians on 24. Brad Turner, who I just uh-huh. did a movie with, was the executive producer and director of my season. Mylan Chaloff directed a show that I did when I was like 17 years old called Street Time. He was a producer and director on that season. So they all knew me from before. So it felt like, you know, something brand new and really exciting, but it also felt really familiar and safe. So I really yeah. feel like it was like a wonderful introduction to um, working in the States. It was fantastic.
0: Well, yeah, especially if you're going to be doing any kind of action uh, m- material, it's there was no better show, in my opinion. I think that 24 Rivals, if not s- surpasses most Hollywood action movies as far as... Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's so well done I, I, and and it was the best show to binge watch. It still is, I think, the best show to binge watch because it just every episode left you on such a cliffhanger. You're like, what
1: is going to happen? I need to know now. <laughs> and the and the idea of that ticking clock and yes. 24 episodes and like it was just ingenious. You know, yeah. uh, John Cassar. I mean, not John Cassar. Um, Joel Cerno, who created the show. I mean, it really was a feat on his behalf. Because um, it was the best. Yeah, it was. It was. If it was made now, it would go on for like. It already went on for nine seasons, but like you know, Mm -hmm. it would just go on for like. If it was introduced now, people would go crazy for it. They wouldn't be able to get the seasons out fast enough. Agreed, and uh,
0: they they had such great talent on that show, like
1: you know, Cherry Jones and. Oh my god!
0: I don't think Cherry Jones. On season is a eight. dream yeah no she's... she
1: was she was my president on season yeah. eight are you kidding me she was totally in season eight yeah. i was in awe of her and she's, she's like so the most down-to-earth sweet southern gal you will ever meet in your life like you you would and then it's action and the camera's yeah. on her and she yeah. is incredible
0: yeah she's so good and uh yeah that season uh freddie prince jr was on right
1: yeah, he was also on it. That's right.
0: Yep. Uh, and I I don't remember if Jean Smart was on that season or not. I think maybe. No, I don't think seven. Jean was
1: on that. No, Jean wasn't in that season, but she's she, also amazing.
0: Yeah, she was brilliant on 24. I mean. Cause, brilliant. Because the people were used to seeing her as a comedic actress, or at least I was. And then yeah. to see her on 24 was unbelievable. And uh, yeah, that's. That was such a great show. That's so I mean, cool. and that
1: and that show really like so many, like Gene Smart, mm-hmm. um, Shoraya Gladashu, like they all got Emmy nominations. I mean, yeah. won. Like it really did showcase, like it really, especially even though it's like an action male movie, uh-huh. it really did have some fantastic not movie um, you know, an action led yeah. male television series. It really yeah. had some phenomenal roles for women in it. Yeah. like they really, really, really did. Um, and they were groundbreaking, right? Yeah. They had, they had the first black president. They had the first female yeah. president. They really That's like, right. you know, they really, um, they really pushed the limits of, of, of our society in that way. I re- I loved it. Yeah. I loved it.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Well, you do some voice acting I saw on your IMDb and I'm a huge animation fan, and (gasps) so my first love is animation, and then all Mark movies, and I was just wondering kind of what your process is for doing that, for coming up with a voice, for recording, for
1: all that. You know, I have to say that um, my, the voice part of my career is probably, weirdly, it's like, it's it's almost more fulfilling than the on camera stuff and i don't and i think it's and i think it's the process because it is so freeing you know you don't have to worry about what you look like what shape your face is making what your hands are doing you're just creating this voice and and it's so um liberating and and there's so much artistic room to grow and develop and try and fail and and yeah. it's very It's a very, very organic process. It really is because often they have, you know, they, when I do cartoons, like they'll have definitely a drawing of what my character looks like. But then they're often either drawing me while I'm voicing it, or in the case of um, Star Wars, filming me while I'm voicing it to use my expressions for the character. Mm-hmm. You know my facial expressions and stuff like that. So it's a very, it's very technical. But when I go into that room or when I go into that booth, I just feel so alive. And I'm sometimes alone in a booth, and I can be in Budapest or I can be in Canada. I've, I mean, I've done remote recordings yeah. from all over the place, and I'll be on Zoom with someone or on Skype with someone. But I still feel like it's so weird. It's like this amazing way of connecting. And then when you see the final project, like my mind is blown. Like, I can't even believe sometimes that I'm a part of something like that. I'm like, what? Because there's so, the voice is just one small ingredient to this entire technical process. And I also love animation. Like, I love it. Yeah. You know, I've loved it when a kid. I love it as an, as an adult. So for me, um, to get to do things like Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Spiders and, you know, Star Wars, And, um, and then I've done some like Mickey Mouse Roadhouse stuff. And I just did a new show for Apple, um, called the Zen Diaries about this turtle who teaches like Zen stuff to children. Uh, And my son knew about it. So, you know, for me to be able to sort of jump around and play with accents and play with my tone of voice, it's, it's just, um, it's so freeing. Like, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's really cool.
0: I agree. I love it too. And it, I just feel like it's the most artistic medium of film because it literally is art. It literally is people's drawings. Totally. And, uh, I mean, I realize that that photography is also art, but but just it's literally someone's drawings, and and the 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 worlds that you can create and the things that you can do. And I I, I just I love. I love animation and I think the voice actors don't get near enough credit for all that they do and their incredible talents. And, uh, and, especially it must be just thrilling to be part of a franchise like Star Wars that's so iconic. It must be really great. Yeah, it was so
1: cool. It really was. And you know, it's so funny because they are so talented. And so when I ever am in the room doing group recordings, I feel so small because they're (laughs) so good. They're so good. And here I am. I'm just like, well, I'm just acting. You know, I don't even know what I am doing. but these people can do like crazy things with their voice for so long. It's so technical. It's an instrument, right? It really is. And, um, and then, but the most fun I have in voice stuff is like, you know, you often do your character, and then they'll have you do like one small character and then some what they call Walla stuff, like crowd stuff. And then you get to make uh-huh. up all these different voices. So, like on Star Wars, we could go as crazy as we wanted. They're like, we need an alien voice. You'd be like, why <laughs> <laughs> like, do you do to me? You can all of a sudden do that. Like, it was like being a child. You know, like you, any, no matter how, like the more outside of the box you think the better. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you just start laughing and cracking each other up and yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's like, it's almost criminal that I'm paid. I shouldn't say that, yeah. but it is, it yeah. is like, it's just, yeah. I would, I would, I shouldn't advertise, but I would do it for free, but you know, yeah, it's cool. too fun.
0: Right. That's great. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I bet it's, it's such a creative group of people such a creative medium and uh do, have you ended up recording any in, in uh, at home with the lockdown
1: with the you know what I've been really lucky um so you know voice is like one of the few things you can do in COVID because often there are studios there where the booth is completely separate from the engineer so you know I just did um I just started a new anime show Um, and it's based out of LA, but I'm currently in Canada shooting something. And I did it out of a studio in Toronto that was able to follow the protocols. You know, you just come in wearing a mask, Uh you're alone in the room. Anyways, you're connected via source connect. The engineer is in another room with glass in between you. Sometimes there's no glass, but often there's glass and, uh, and then you just do it. So it was actually like the one thing that could keep going, and you know you're just getting better quality sound at the end of the day, so it's always better to do it in a uh, in a studio. But I do all my auditions at home on my phone, the way I'm talking
0: to you right now. Because I know some people record in their closets, they create. Yeah, but yeah, I've seen yeah, that. totally some voice actors. Yeah, That's...
1: I'm very lo-fi when it comes to my voice acting.
0: Uh huh. It's
1: it's quite shameful, actually. <laughs>
0: That's great. Uh, All right. So tell us a little bit about your new movie, The Christmas Ring. Tell us about the film and in your role.
1: Sure. So The Christmas Ring is such a sweet, warm, beautiful story. Um, I play Kendra Adams, a journalist, and um, Kendra is constantly on the search for her mother's engagement ring which was lost a few years ago and so she's constantly going to antique markets and she goes to this antique market one day and she finds this ring that looks exactly like her mother's ring except the fact that it's not it has this very unique inscription inside forever my christmas love 1947. so she decides to go on assignment to find out the love story behind this ring and it takes her to this very small beautiful charming town And with the help of the Ring's owner's grandson, Michael, played by David Alpe, um, they uncover the mystery and the legacy of their grandparents' relationship and these sacrifices that they had to make to actualize their dreams and and to be together. Um, And it ends up being this incredible story that brings the town together and people together and reconnects them with their past and their their true um, identities and, and or puts them on the right path to what they really wanna do. It's very inspirational, it's so sweet. That
0: sounds really sweet. Yeah. Uh, so you were work, working with David Alpay, that must have been fun.
1: He's great, he's also, I'm, we're both um, dual citizens, we're both mm-hmm. Canadian and American. So, um, we had that in common Mm -hmm. and, um, it's weird because it's actually a very small industry in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's weird that we hadn't worked together, um, as of yet. So it's, it was lovely to work with him and he's a sort of a hallmark veteran. So he was very kind and, you know, showing me the ropes and, and making me feel very at home and very at ease and, um. And he's lovely. He's, like, a a wonderful, wonderful actor. So it made it really easy and fun.
0: Yeah, we're so excited to have him back because he hadn't done a movie in a little bit since 2000. It had been two years since he had done a Hallmark movie. So we're like, yay. Yeah, (laughs) no, he's great. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah that sounds like it do have like a little bit of sort of following the mystery behind as you get the kind of the clues sort of for the uh for the rig
1: uh, yeah it is it's a really and you know even when I was reading the script like I didn't even know where the mystery was going Uh you know I didn't realize all the little pieces it's actually a very good little Sherlock Holmes piece of finding evidence finding clues putting together the story and then of course there's another love story brewing in the whole process of course Mm -hmm. um and um and and sort of um figuring out not only Kendra's you know, Kendra's journey on figuring out the story that she wants to write, but her journey in following her her heart, which yeah. is um, also a really big part of it. Yeah. So it was fun to play both sides of it.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. I'm excited about it. Uh, so when did you shoot this? Uh, was it in August? Or
1: Yeah, so I we started shooting it. Uh, we shot it for a month from the second to last week of august to the middle of september and it was and we shot it in vancouver and it was like it was summer but it was unusually hot for vancouver yeah so we were literally sweating because we were in like coats and cashmere and scarves and gloves yeah in between takes wardrobe would be like giving us ice packs to put under our clothes (laughs) because it was just or like portable fans, so we weren't melting and they would like wet they would you know wash down the pavement to make it look like snow has melted and they had all this flocking and stuff like that and it was so hot that the water would just evaporate they just constantly have to be watering it down in between takes.
0: yeah they they are incredible at that (laughs) job i mean it used to be it used to be there were some terrible winter in in, uh in hallmark but the last few years, they've really—I mean—I feel like it's pretty rare that you see something that, like, wow, that looks so fake. And no, uh, they and do they, such they a do good, good job. job. Yeah,
1: they do such a good job with their set deck, and there's so much attention to detail on that. Like every frame mm-hmm. has to look perfect, or yeah. you're doing it again. And okay. um, and I appreciate that work ethic yeah. because you know they want to make something really good for people yeah. to enjoy. Yeah, as
0: long as you don't get dehydrated.
1: <laughs> getting, oh my like, god! Really I like drinking stroke. so much water. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you'd you'd have to because you're gonna get a heat stroke in that <laughs> Vancouver sun.
1: Totally. Uh, yeah. Totally, and then it would only be cold and rainy on the weekends when we weren't shooting, of course. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, so. With the new COVID restrictions, what was that like as far as shooting?
1: So this was my first job um, during COVID pandemic, and you know, Hallmark made a lot of uh, took a lot of precautions. We had safety meetings. We had um, a doctor on set. We would have temperature checks. We'd be wearing a mask whenever we weren't on camera or eating or drinking. Um, you know, we were driven in separate cars, we were doing everything we could to sort of minimize contact. We, we didn't shake hands in the movie or, you know, we didn't, we sort of, but still, it was still very natural and warm. Um, those interactions, uh, they, they did a really good job and the entire crew were masked the whole time, obviously. And there was lots of hand sanitizer, lots of temperature checks. Um, it was, it seems like when I explain it, it seems like it's really foreign and and kind of um, intrusive. But, you know, after like two days, you just fall into that rhythm. And if you it. don't have your mask on, yeah, and if you don't have your mask on because you forgot to put it on, there's always like a COVID rep on set and they'll just very gently remind you to put your mask on or give you a fresh mask. And it takes a little bit of extra time maybe once your mask comes off for a touch up for your makeup or your hair. But, you know, they're willing to give that time because better to take a little more time and everyone be safe than not
0: yeah but you felt safe as an actor coming very and, yeah very that's good
1: That's good mm-hmm. to hear
0: yeah and uh, did you feel like the script had to get changed at all because of COVID as far as group scenes or anything like that
1: no I mean the script was pretty tight and it was actually I I mean it was my first Hallmark movie but a lot of people who make these films like the directors the producers even some of the actors who are in it who do a lot of those films actually said this was like one of the strongest scripts they've read so very little change Uh and there was only one crowd scene and it's outdoors anyways okay and we were all kind of spaced apart for like the the tree lighting ceremony and stuff like that Uh um but um no, it felt like it felt really, really safe, and um, and uh, I think they they did a really good job. It was actually their this production company that I worked with Novus on the Christmas ring. It was their fourth production post pandemic. Oh wow! So so they were already they already had preempted a lot of issues that they had faced in the first three, um, and so we were able to finish. We, I think, we went over by half a day, which is like pretty amazing. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah,
0: they they gave and that a- and oh. that
1: wasn't a COVID issue either. That was a, something else. Oh really? It was a locations issue. Yeah. Well,
0: they gave the shoots a little bit longer than the normal. I think you you said you had a month.
1: Well, we had fifteen shoot days. So oh, when you okay. count fifteen shoot days, then you count pre production. You're there for a week. So I'm there oh. a month.
0: And you didn't have to quarantine.
1: I didn't because I was I was actually already in so I'm originally I lived in Toronto for many many years before I moved to LA so we had decided to come up to Toronto for the kids to go to school we have two children Uh and so I was in Toronto I, I arrived in Toronto on August 2nd and then on August like 16th the day after the day my quarantine finished this offer came in and I left four days later
0: so you didn't audition for the role; you were offered the role.
1: I was, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. How yeah. did they? Yeah, how did they find it came you? out of the
1: blue. Yeah. It came out of the blue. I mean, I don't. I don't actually. I I just know it was an incoming call. How did they find me? Um, I don't know. I guess my agent made it known that I was there, and I was already in my quarantine. And I I I actually don't know how they found me.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, we're excited to have you in the Hallmark family. It's so
1: fun. I am so excited to be a part of this family. My mom, I just want to say my mom is a huge Hallmark fan. She watches all the movies. Of course, she watches everything I'm in and everything yeah. my husband is in. But she watches all these movies, so she's so thrilled. And, um, you know, in this story... I my character talks a lot about her parents and the art department asked me if they could use pictures of my actual parents. Uh-huh. So my actual parents are featured in the film oh, that's fun. quite predominantly because I'm always showing pictures of the ring and my mom actually has like a beautiful engagement ring so you know it just worked out that that that's the case. But here is the kicker. So my mom loves Hallmark movies. My dad and her are in this Hallmark movie. Unfortunately, we lost my father in 2011, but the movie airs on saturday november 7th at 10 9 central and Uh that would have been my parents 49th wedding anniversary oh wow yeah and they're in it and it's all about finding my mom's engagement ring and feeling close to my parents so i know it's so i love it when things like that happen i love it when the universe opens up itself like that so it really made me feel like oh i'm so glad i did this movie because i'm so happy to work obviously i'm so happy to to join a new brand and a new network. But on top of that, you know, we always want to make our parents happy. So I I really hope that my mom is happy.
0: Oh, I'm sure she'll love it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure of that. Uh, that that's, I love it when you have like such kismet on things. That's great. Totally. Yeah. Well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, uh, silly questions, some holiday questions. <laughs> so here we go. What, Bring it on.
1: Okay.
0: What is your uh, favorite holiday drink?
1: I would have to say I have two. I don't know if they're traditionally holiday drinks. I like a really good Irish whiskey. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, an Irish coffee. Sorry, an Irish coffee with whiskey uh-huh. in it. I like an Irish coffee and I like eggnog with spiced rum. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Okay. What is also, also, I really like the Baileys at Christmas time too. Okay. <laughs> Bailey's on ice. I mean, yeah, very Christmassy.
0: You like the cream drinks then.
1: I do. Yeah, that
0: sounds good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat?
1: I love, so my husband is Italian. So we always have panettone at Christmas time, oh. which is this Italian sort of sweet bread with, you know, can have many things in it, but it also has dried fruits. And, yeah. and sometimes it has chocolate in it. So we always get these like amazing panettones and we open one up on Christmas and, you know, for, for breakfast in the morning. So that's my oh, favorite Christmas treat.
0: That sounds fun. Yeah. That's raisins and stuff like that.
1: Totally. Yeah. Cool.
0: Okay. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol?
1: Um, Blue Christmas, Elvis Presley.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Big
1: Elvis fan.
0: Yeah. Cool. His yeah. album
1: plays all Christmas day. <laughs> uh
0: uh-huh. All right. Good. Okay. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie?
1: You know, I had to think about this one. So I want to say um, Die Hard, which is totally a Christmas yep. movie, by the way. <laughs> um, I also really love Home Alone.
0: Yeah, I, that's one of my favorites, Home Alone. I yeah. was, I saw it when I was little. It was the first comedy that I ever really loved, like that, that ever that really really made me laugh. And I still totally. Love it. I think it's so me funny. too.
1: and, with and I there. love showing
0: it to my kids and with die hard i mean i i don't think that you would have 24 without die hard
1: exactly
0: pretty, pretty right clear. yeah it's uh, it's it's so good okay uh what is your favorite holiday tradition every year? so
1: our favorite holiday so you know we used to like do traditional stuff um you know being married to my husband's Italian. So we have like a big Christmas lunch, which like about six or seven courses. Um, but Christmas has since become all about our kids because our son was born on December 24th oh, and our wow. daughter is born on December 26th. No way. Six years apart, yeah. So now our favorite Christmas tradition is just like eating cake and, and, and unwrapping all the gifts because it's literally package express, package central in the road to contractor hotel, yeah
0: yeah so you've got lots you've got two birthdays and christmas and christmas yeah wow (laughs) they they get double i guess they get double
1: presents huh you know what they do get double presents (laughs) they do
0: that is great Uh, i mean uh, that that was that must be really fun for those it is fun yeah cool okay So, which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? The Grinch. Okay. Uh, Which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Clear. Okay. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Snowball fight, and I would win. (laughs) Okay, good, good. Very competitive. Do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not?
1: I am a terrible gift wrapper. I have to tell you this quick story. (laughs) So I used to work at this department store in Canada Uh when I was a teenager. It's called Holt Renfrew. And it's basically like the Saks Fifth Avenue of Canada. Uh It sells all these super high-end stuff. And we offered as a courtesy, because, you know, you're, buying really expensive designer stuff, gift wrapping. So anytime I would make like a sale and someone wanted to gift wrap, I would just turn to whoever I was like one of my coworkers <laughs> and I'm like, will you gift wrap this for me? If you gift wrapped it for me, whatever I sell in the time that you're gift wrapping, I will put under your commission. That's how bad I was at gift wrapping. I'm like, if someone comes in and spends ten thousand dollars on our first, it is yours if you gift wrap this, because <laughs> I cannot gift wrap to save my life. I'm literally like, yeah, my husband does all the wrapping. He's very <laughs> artistic that yeah. way. I well in it, many ways, but that way too. Yeah.
0: I I'm just I, I I lack the patience. I I if I really focus, I can do a good job, but. For the most part, I'm just like, let's just
1: get it done. Yeah, I lack the patience and I lack the precision. Like, let's face it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's funny.
1: All right, last question.
0: Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater?
1: No, all my sweaters are beautiful. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're like, they're not ugly. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Very good. All right, you passed the test we're very Yay. excited <laughs> for this christmas movie and thanks so much for coming on talking with us this was so much fun really appreciate it and do you have a uh,
1: social media you'd like to share yes so i'm at miss Nazneen contractor on instagram and at miss nas contractor on twitter so Great. please follow me because uh, i post lots of stuff about my crazy family. And whenever I'm on set and whenever I can share stuff about my voiceover stuff, I'll share that too. But I love to take pictures.
0: Great. Yeah. We'll have all of that in the description section. If you're listening, make sure that you follow Nazneen. And uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. So thank you, you so much for having me.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: We'd like to thank Desneed for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun to get to meet her and to talk with her. Let us know your thoughts on all the different things that we talked about. would love to hear in the comments section or on Twitter. And make sure you're following the podcast, The Homeworkies Pod and The Podcast all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel appreciate that so much you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on Rotten tomatoes so check that out and also we have our merch store which has tons of fun festive designs and we also have our patron group which we appreciate so much the support and help of our patrons so please take a look at that all that information is in the description so thanks again and we'll talk to you all later thanks again to nesneen and uh, merry christmas everybody bye (music)